Thanks for tuning into this podcast from KYMN Radio. Consider subscribing to get notifications the next time we post a podcast. And if you enjoy this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcast and share with a friend or on social media. Now, in our studios, we have uh, three gentlemen that have been with us before, and they're uh, joining us again to talk about uh, critical thinking and uh, our, our education system. Uh, some of the programs are available for gifted uh, students, and they are uh, Larry Fowler, Bill Kelty, and Terry Friedrich. Gentlemen, thank you so much for coming in today. We certainly appreciate it. Well, thank you. Thanks very well, thank, much. Yes, All right. Thank you very much. You guys going to have to share a microphone, but you have to get right up to it and talk right into it. Uh, let's uh, let's start off by uh, kind of recapping, refreshing the memory of our uh, listening audience out there uh, as to just exactly what you have been uh, advocating over the course of the last few years. I will. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, thank you so much. We um, well, the first thing I want to tell you is we have two bills. Bipartisan support in both the House and the Senate, mm-hmm. and uh, about 30 signatures, and uh, those bills are moving forward. And uh, this legislation addresses issues of equity, equality, and economics. It impacts all students, K through 12. And it also provides an opportunity for gifted students to get the kind of services they need because it funds, it'll fund that as well. Uh, we have a, a, a real strong support that's building across the state. Uh, it's always been a challenge, and we know that, but now people are beginning to understand the importance of this legislation. Uh, we know that the population in Minnesota is changing dramatically. Uh, more students of color are, are in our schools across the state. We also know that the workplace is changing and a different preparation in school is going to be necessary to prepare our students for the workforce, for rigorous coursework in high school, as well as college and trade schools. And uh, those bills, because of, of the way it's structured, and this is one of the things that works well for and has we got we received a considerable amount of buy-in is that in the first year of funding there's no accountability we're letting the districts ramp up mm-hmm. to look at what they're already doing well that aligns with the legislation and then to get teacher preparation to deliver it in the following school year where full funding comes and that's mm-hmm. $39 per pupil unit so the multiple is just $39 times every student you have in your district. Mm-hmm. Let's talk a little bit about uh, what, you know, how, how this is uh, different. What's, what would change, I guess, within our school okay. district if, if, you, if I, you did get this passed through? Does it affect everyone across the schools? Was it metro? Is it outstate? Is it the poor districts, the rich districts? Yes. Well, I, 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 I will tell you mm-hmm. the... The intent of this legislation is to get into the modern world. Mm-hmm. We want to teach all kids how to think. And there are five specific advanced thinking skills that have the research that supports this effort. Critical thinking, creative thinking, problem solving, inquiry, and how to work collaboratively. All of them rely on effect size research, which looks at multiple studies and compares two phenomena 
within the study. Mm-hmm. In this case, if they're look if we're looking at creative thinking, we're also looking at whether or not it impacts student achievement. And that's true of all of these advanced thinking skills. We know that taught with fidelity, these specific skills will narrow the achievement gap, which mm-hmm. is another challenge facing our students and our schools across the state. In fact, we know now that uh, Minnesota has one of the worst uh, record of addressing the achievement gap. Yeah, that has been uh, well demonstrated over the course of uh, the last couple of decades yeah, that, so that uh, our, our achievement gap is just not getting any smaller. It's, it's no. going in the opposite direction. Yeah. So, See, and, and one of the things that, that I wanted the audience to know is that critical thinking and creative thinking are part of inquiry learning and problem-based learning. Mm-hmm. And one of the important aspects of teaching both of those skills is you tap student strengths. That's, that's a critical element. And mm-hmm. we know that once, once you tap students' strengths, there's buy-in. There's a willingness to learn because they get to pursue the topics of their own interests. Mm-hmm. And the teacher, which is different from we've done in the past, the teacher takes what the student has learned and makes it fit the system. This is truly will become a student-centered learning experience. Now, the um, to, to, in order to get that change, you're going to need some statistics and, and such, and I'm sure there have been some studies done. Are there places out there, and, and uh, maybe we'll get Terry to step in on this one, are there places out there that are doing that? Are we getting some experiments with that yet? Well, thank you, Jeff. Um, our team... Our advocacy and research team has done a study of all 311 school districts in Minnesota mm-hmm. and found some interesting results about um, how there's not enough advanced and gifted programming in the state of Minnesota, and therefore we need attention. We need the aspects of the bill, tripling the amount of money for gifted and advanced education to mandate that the monies that now exist for the bill, $13 per student head, actually go to advanced education because right now it's not always doing that. And then finally it's equitable for kids, let's say, with gifted with disabilities and kids in greater Minnesota who don't always get um, all of the monies that are allocated to these causes in their school districts. So the, those are the three aspects of the bill. What we found in our study is that the smaller districts, the half of the Minnesota districts that are smaller, only have, the 160 districts only have about uh, 16 of them have gifted or advanced programs. That's only 10%, even though all the districts are getting the money. The bigger half of the districts, the other half of the districts that are bigger, uh, really about um, somewhere around 60% have programs for advanced or gifted. All of these districts might do better across the state, large or small, in the quality of programming, let's say, for creativity, not just coming up with right answers at a higher level. They all could do better, most of them, at creativity instruction or teaching research skills or going into the community to do um, projects for justice. But in fact, these are some things that larger districts, smaller district thing is may, something that may affect many of our districts here in Minnesota. So that's one thing that I wanted to say is that this is a bill for equity. It's for equity of small districts as well as large, as well as all the other underrepresented groups. 
This sounds like, you know, it all makes sense, but it, it does sound like a, a huge thing to pull off. Um, you're talking, boy, really changing, making some fairly profound changes within our uh, education system. Um, do I have that right? Do I have the scale and scope of this project right? Well, uh, you're right. Mm-hmm. But let me also add sure. that uh, because I, uh, I mean, our effort is being endorsed by Hamlin University mm-hmm. because they want a better prepared student to come to their schools. And they've, uh, but, but we also know that when these kids are trained this way and they will be tr- uh, they will be taught these skills mm-hmm. uh, we have a whole um, cadre of people across the state who've gone through the training that know these skills who can spread the word about and teach the teachers who don't have any experience with this mm-hmm. so uh, there's an infrastructure there f- to make that happen mm-hmm. that's that's one thing and, and then and as like Terry says this does address issues of equity and equality. And one of the things that is implicit into this legislation is this notion that once kids begin the work, uh, it'll be a joyful experience. It'll be something that they're anxious to do. The the Minnesota Association for uh, Superintendents MSBA, mm-hmm. uh, they want a personalized education. These skills personalize learning because you tap students' strengths and you give them choice in learning. Well, once again, we're talking with uh, uh, Bill Kelty and Terry Friedrich along with Larry Fowler with us. Did you have something to add on to that? I do. Uh, okay. I think, and, and Larry can shed some light on how it makes a difference when teachers do work with all kids' strengths mm-hmm. as, and are trained to do it. The, the issue right now is a lot. we're asking our teachers to do more and more without the training to know how to do it. For example, we need to triple the amount of money for districts to not just have a program but to be good at it. So if teachers do not have one course in special education that's mandated by the state for incoming teachers or for gifted education, how do we expect them to, to attend to all kids' strengths, including strengths that are not usually in the curriculum, such as visual-spatial, a lot of visual-spatial kids that I remember you know, working with kids in greater Minnesota, interpersonal skills, leadership skills. These are not usually on the menu, entrepreneurial skills. These are not usually on the menu, but this is open to working with these kids within the confines of this bill. So if teachers don't have those, then school districts need to allocate the funds and the training to teach them, and they don't have a lot of money, so the money, therefore, comes from the state. We found out that almost all the districts that had advanced programming in the state which is about 30%, 35, 30%, all of them relied almost totally on state funding to do it because they had so many needs. Larry can speak to the when teachers are well-trained, like he himself, what a difference that makes to reach all children with whatever their strengths are. So, Larry? Yeah, let's swing that microphone around. Well, Larry, tell us thank about you. that. Thank you, Terry. I'm glad you told everybody I'm well-trained. I've taught for uh, close to 40 years. I retired from Rochester um, uh, Mayo High School, and I taught for a semester here in Northfield, um, where I taught for uh, our senator, who was 
gone for a, a semester. Um, I've also had experience in Rochester and in uh, Rochester and in, in in Northfield, forming a model UN group where kids can choose um, their own countries to represent and solve the problems of the world. And uh, this is a real life experience, quite frankly. For a weekend, whether it's Chicago or Minneapolis or wherever we go, they can um, actually be faced with all the problems of the world and actually in one weekend solve them. Wouldn't that be nice? Uh, whatever. Um, I think I think that um, this whole idea of helping teachers or training teachers or giving teachers examples examples of how they can uh, help their kids think criti- critically just fits. I mean, I remember when teachers in um, schools in the science area were prepared to meet the challenges of the world when we were looking at the space program. Well, our 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 country our kids are facing a totally different world now um we're we're not sitting in a classroom being we shouldn't be sitting in a classroom being fed get this memorize this memorize this i mean kids need to choose what they need to understand and they need to be prepared to um participate and contribute so that when they're done with their education in in the elementary and middle and high school they'll well be, be well prepared to participate actively in a society that means as some people say in work and in in school or wherever they cho- or wherever they choose uh, mm-hmm. to be involved i mean our our students are bright i mean we we have we have um college students here in northfield who are participating and helping me with my model un program um, we have high school kids who graduated from Mayo High School who come back and help me with my um, my model UN program there too. I mean, the point is is that kids can choose their own topics. Kids can choose their own countries. Kids can solve their own own problems and the problems of the world with the help of others. Um, well, let's, when I was in Rochester, I taught um, a class called Community Awareness Program. And here, the kids got to meet um, teachers and facilitators of programs throughout the dist- throughout the town, um, and choose which one they would like to serve um, as helpers. So they were there for a um, semester, and they would be there three days a week, and they would help. They would choose their uh, uh, student or their. Uh, person in a nursing home whatever they choose them and then they would choose them to they would they would study them and they would get to know them well and they would get to know how they can maybe help those people Mm -hmm. and so i think that's that's a skill we need to we need to learn all of us need to learn how to do we need to be active in our community we need to be active in helping people we need to be active in solving problems and and i think that's one of the pluses of Critical thinking, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, how can you teach without? How can you teach without using critical thinking? We only have a minute or so left. Yeah, and I just uh, want to, uh, yeah, uh, I want to uh, remind your audience. Uh-huh. Uh, we're trying to be as transparent as possible. Mm-hmm. We have a website. We have a, a Twitter feed. We have a um, petition for people to sign, and it's all available on our on our uh, site. But we also have a Facebook page, and that's relatively new, and we're posting uh, daily. Uh, and uh, just I'll, I'll just tell you that uh, 
Facebook has been very helpful for us because mm-hmm. I'm posting not only the the information, but I'm also posting videos with with examples of how this oh, all, all sure. works. All right. And, and Terry, you had a comment? Yes. The bill identifies kids' strengths early in life and so that teachers can be working on them throughout their school mm-hmm. career, as in some parts of Western Europe where kids end up with more jobs at the end because they're working on what they're good at and they love all along in some countries. I wanted to point out thank you to Representative Todd Lippert from Northfield for being a co-sponsor of this bill. Two people that we're still working on are Senator Rich Dreheim from this area, as well as Robert Bierman, who represents Apple Valley but has a business in Northfield. We've had good conversations with them, but if people would want to talk to them some more about the benefits they see in this, that would be helpful. Yeah, and that's exactly my my last question was the, the legislative reception to this, and is it moving forward yes. to there? House file 1994. And Senate file 1700 and its 20, clones. 2522 is the most recent version of the Senate bill. <clears throat> 2522. 2522 for the, the Senate. Senate. Okay. Side, that's right. That's and the clone. we are ahead of the pace of two years ago, 18 senators, 18 senators and 13 representatives, which is ahead of the pace we were at the halfway point All of right. the last legislative session. All right. Gentlemen, we wish you the best of luck. Thank you so much for taking some time and being here. We certainly appreciate it. William, you you might want to help our listeners understand how they can get to Facebook so they can understand what we're doing. I, I, L, Minnesota. I, 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 L, Minnesota? Yes. And uh, you can see everything because we're trying to be as transparent as possible. Well, thank you so much for the for the information, for the update. It's certainly uh, uh, informative, and we wish you the best of luck. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thank you. Thank you, thank guys. You. Uh, once again, that's uh, Larry Fowler, Bill Kelty, and Terry Friedrich, and uh, we'll probably be talking with them again at some point uh, in the future, uh, so. checking in. Uh, Jeff Getty. Take six. Hi, everybody. This is Rich Larson. And Danny. <laughs> and you can hear us every Thursday night at 7 p.m. on a show we like to call The Weekly List. Yeah, we talk about music and events that are going on in the history of music. We play songs and we tell the stories behind them. Sometimes we disagree. Well, we argue a lot about those songs. Yeah. But that's okay. Anyhow, join us every Thursday on KYMN 95.1. The Oopsie. Thanks for listening to this KYMN radio podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast or found it interesting, consider leaving us a review and sharing this podcast on social media. You can find more podcasts like it on our website, kymnradio.net, or wherever you get your podcasts, simply by searching the KYMN radio podcast. And of course, you can listen to us live on 95.1 FM, 1080 AM, and on our website. KYMN is your home for real radio, true variety.